Okay. Good? Yep. Rolling. How do I start the episode? Well, I clap. Okay. And then I say... Welcome to movies. Okay. (laughs) It's been too long. This is what work. This is what school. Kids, don't work. Don't go to grad school. Messes up your movie, baby. Just find a mom. Find find a daddy. Yeah. Let them find a sugar sugar daddy. Welcome to the movie, babies. I'm Devin. I'm Sean. This is a trailer review show. Where we always remember how we format things and what we say at the beginning of the show. Where no mistakes ever happen. Nope. No edits. It's all live. We're really, really good at what we do. We're called the Take One Crew. (laughs) Today we're going to be, well, we're guestless, which hasn't happened in a long time. This is old school movie babies. Kind of a throwback to the times where we only have each other to entertain each other. I'll be honest, Sean, we expanded too fast, too soon. Yeah. We're doing them every week. Mm-hmm. Every week we were recording, editing, producing a show just for you guys. I was doing homework. Yeah. It's not, it's not sustainable. <laughs> sustainable. So this is the last episode of Movie Babies ever. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm saying <laughs> we just need to go back to basics, mm. you know? Like TLC yeah. on the toothpick, what do they say? <laughs> <laughs> on the TLC tip? Yeah. All right. We're going to take this back like TLC. What about your friends? Thought we would kick off today's episode, which we will review trailers for Annihilation and Game Night. Ooh, those are some hot trailers. I guess. But before that, we're going to do a little little rig rundown of the things that we've seen lately. It's a movie roundup. Yeah. We, we haven't talked in a while. I don't see you as frequently anymore. I've seen... I got my movie stubs out for the movies oh, I've seen from go. December through yesterday. And you've seen some movies. And let's just do some hot takes. All right. Some what? movie baby hot takes on what we saw and how we felt about him in a sentence or well, two. Well, it sounds like a segment, and if you're going to do a segment, you got to throw me with a theme song. Okay. Movie babies hot takes. You get them served like hot cakes. Movie babies hot takes. Spicy. There it is. I think we both saw The Disaster Artist. Yes. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, good. We might be the only two people. We reviewed this trailer, and mm-hmm. we were both... We just watched a teaser. It was a scene trailer. We were both hesitant. Right. James Franco, what is he going to do with this movie? Is it going to be a spoof? Is it going to be... Like, what's the take of this film? Right. And it seemed like it did bring some heart to the character of Tommy Wiseau that wasn't there when I was, like, in the midst of making fun of him for being such a monster person. Yes. Which is maybe why the movie was necessary, but it wasn't necessary because it's just... Vapid. I don't like there. I, there was nothing to it. The funny parts were the scenes from the room. Yeah, like everything that I laughed at in that movie were like, that's funny because I remember seeing it in the room. Yeah, and I'm I'm already irritated by like overhearing kids at Boomers while they're waiting for their food be like, oh Lisa, you're so sexy. I was like, fucking kids, shut up. It's like become so hot topic to me. Yes. Like once you see some shit pop up in hot topic, you're like, oh. Well, I guess Rick and Morty sucks now. Like, you can't enjoy it anymore. This is it. It's there's, happening all over again. There's some news, too, that Tommy Wiseau is planning on releasing a 3D The Room. God, fuck. So, yeah, it's, we're taking everything you love and we're just crushing it. My last hot take on this film is mm-hmm. the Greg character. Did you read that book? Yeah, I did. 
my main problem of getting into that film is I don't know the motivation of Greg and why he wants to be friends with Tommy. Just I, to get, at, just to have a dude on his side to get further in Hollywood? If they even hinted at that or like went with that, that could make that movie a little more interesting. But I it was just like, think. he's well, my best friend. It's like, why is he your best yeah, friend? He got trapped with him because he needed him at first to be like, oh, I'm terrified of acting. Yes. And you are not. But you're bad at it. But I may be better at it, but I'm so scared. I just need you to like show me how to not be scared. But he got that very quickly from him and then was stuck with him for a while. And then also was like convinced they were making a good movie. It took a lot of the main characters so long to realize, oh, this movie's going to be bad. Yeah. You wouldn't know day one. <laughs> All right, hot take. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Star Wars? I didn't see Star Wars. What did you think? I hated it. I didn't like it. Fuck Star Wars. <laughs> Damn it, no. Did you see Jumanji? You <laughs> can't start this. I haven't seen Jumanji. Okay, I saw Jumanji. I liked Jumanji. So we're going to do an episode soon where worst trailer to best movie. Uh-huh. I've been hearing a lot of positive reviews of this Jumanji movie. Yeah, I need to remember who... I need to go and look up who wrote Jumanji, but it was some... I was kind of surprised. It's some like comedy team mm-hmm. or whatever, some writers from back in the day. And I was like, oh, cool. They kind of got this whole idea of like we're stuck in a video game thing kind of right for me in some ways. Mm-hmm. There's much that's terrible about it. There's a villain who's... You're just like, what is this guy? And it doesn't really explain it well. Sure. But the team, the, the all that stuff we were talking about, the Breakfast Club nature of yeah. the movie was like, oh, perfect. Loved it. That's cool. Well, I'm going to watch that. So yeah. for right now, warm take. Yeah. Only uh, one of us had an answer. take on Jumanji. I saw the Insidious movie. Didn't see that. Also enjoyed that. We Is talked that about key, it with Bobby. The Key yeah. Monster yeah. one. I like that one a lot. Here's my one question for that. Yep. Film. Does, does he key master it a lot? Is there some cool key elements? They could have gone further with the key mastering, but it's part of what incites the whole Insidious universe. So in a way, it has a purpose. Hmm. I might be reading into it a little bit more than it was actually there, but I have, a, I have a theory that the key is a little bit of retconning, but actually necessary to make the whole insidious thing make sense. Oh, Like, so I think they wrote themselves into a corner and they knew it with some of this, like, now this one's before that one and this one's after that one, and they're like, okay, we need to kind of corral this in. We're still making money. They're making a Let's magic... Let's make these make sense. So they made a skeleton key to retcon. In a, maybe in a way. And I think that's smart, actually. Did you see Three Billboards? I did. Really liked it. Maybe in the small percentage of people who... It doesn't sound like anybody's lukewarm about this. People either really no. liked it or they're like, fuck this movie. I also saw it. Yeah. Also liked it. Yeah. It wasn't the best picture for me. Maybe not. Maybe in a world where what best picture means is like this new Spielberg movie or whatever. like The, the post. The fucking post where yeah. it's just like... Oh, we showed up. It's this director. It's these actors. Don't we get an Academy Award? Like that's how I felt. I saw The Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. Winston Churchill, um, Gary Oldman. Yeah. First of all, he's going to win that Best Actor thing, but this sounded like the what's that dog? The Snoopy dog. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Snoopy. Not Snoopy. <laughs> there is a Snoopy dog. The one who's like, hey guys, uh, uh, talk like these. Is like a Looney Tunes uh, dog? Droopy? Droopy! Yeah. You know what? I'm happy. He sounded like Droopy Dog mm-hmm. the entire time. <laughs> so distracted. <laughs> but that movie, Darkest Hour, was... I don't like saying movies are Oscar bait because I think it's overused. And, yeah. But that movie is Oscar bait. Yeah, it's even like the trailer him. looked like a Trailer Wars entry for an Oscar bait movie. <laughs> like, 
there's a laughable train scene in that mm-hmm. film. They set up in the beginning where it's like, I've never ridden a train subway before. <laughs> and then he's like, has to deliver this big speech. Mm-hmm. And right before he jumps out the limo, he's like, Okay, this is the good time than any. Gotta, gotta ride on the train. And he gets on the train. I should probably YouTube what <laughs> Droopy Dog sounds like. I don't think it's... I'm just trying to make my mouth a droopy. You're close. You're good. So he goes on the train, and he's just, like, talking to, like, the people. There's a black guy. There's an Asian guy. There's a woman. There's a pregnant lady. And it's just like, they're all like, oh, you're doing a great job. Never give up. Yeah, we hate Nazis. I've got to grab my broom. Sweep some Nazis out of here. It sounds awesome. It sounds great. And that's why I liked Three Billboards. <laughs> uh, but I, I, before we move off Three Billboards, mm. the tone of that movie is so strange yeah. to me. I think that's the thing that made people walk out. It's a little too goofy in its humor and too serious in its drama. And yes. people got really uncomfortable about that. Yeah. I felt the same way in Manchester by the Sea. I was sure. like, too silly for how intense the emotions are. But for whatever reason, this movie worked on me because the whole time I... I was thinking to myself, this is a classic Hollywood Western mm-hmm. as a modern film. It's a revenge movie. It might as well be like, you know, a Sam Peckinpah movie or whatever. And like the score helps you get into that mentality. But yes. I feel like a lot of people I talk to have been like, oh, I can see how it's kind of a Western. But like it's a straight up revenge That's Western to me. I want to rewatch it. And yeah, I kind of had to frame it like a comic book book movie kind of graphic novel like an indie graphic novel yeah but yeah like the francis mcdonald character is like kicking kids oh yeah, in yeah. the crotch and you're like where what reality is this movie this? taking yeah. place in but yeah, yeah and it's enjoyable people are upset about the redemption story of sam rockwell's character but i don't think it was meant to be a shove it down your throat redemption story i don't think no. you, you don't have to feel like he redeemed himself you can just be like a shitty guy did one good thing he's still a shitty guy like and i think the ending is kind of yeah yeah, yeah. so I, the people the people that have grief with this movie I, I'm lumping them in with the people who had grief with Mother. I'm like, you might not be smart enough for this movie. Yeah. And that's fine. It's, maybe it's not a smart enough thing. It's like you might not have enough sensibility about you to enjoy this movie. Sure, sure. Hot takes. Whew, hot takes are pretty hot. That saw, was a cold take. Saw Took Molly's forever. Game. Loved it. Saw Commuter. Hated it. Saw Den of Thieves. It's fucking the stupidest thing I've ever seen, but I recommend it. Hot saw takes. Hostiles. Hot take. We need to retire the guy. What's his name? Christian Bale. Retire him. Oh, you don't like him He's anymore. Done. Get him out. That's it. Those are he my hot to, takes. He needs to go to Paris and have a nice breakfast with Catwoman. Exactly. The Ladybird I saw. Yep. Did you see that one? I did. What do you like? What do you think of that? I enjoyed it. It's a good coming of age movie. I liked it too. Is it worthy of all the praise? I don't know. Is it, is Big Sick worthy of all the praise? I don't know. I don't know. They're fine. Lady Bird was funny because it it was like watching a movie in 1.5 speed. Yeah. It's like the events of what was happening. I'm sad about this thing. And then she'd like turn the corner and be like, what? My boyfriend's cheating on me? Yeah, and then yeah. like she'd turn the corner and be like, oh, this other event's happening? It's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> movie. Slow it down. You can You can spread some of those out. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Enjoyable. I enjoyed it. It's not the greatest thing, but it's like a good comfort food movie. It's a good way to look at it. My one beef with that movie is the ending. I'm getting a little tired of these long pause, the characters kind of framed, and then cuts to black. Mm -hmm. And you're like, 
All right. Yeah. Kind of a moonlight kind of ending, too, where it's just like, and then. Oh, no, you don't get the and then. You get credit. I just want some real endings for some of these movies. Yeah. I don't know. We might be post-endings in a world where things just are so... Like, you can't just, like, be like, here's your moral message. Yeah. Like, you have to just, like, work a little harder. Mm-hmm. That might be what we need in our movies. Like, I really... Did you see Florida Project? I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. Well, that one ends in a way where you're like, ah, what happens? And I think that's best. But that's all the ending movies now. Yeah, it's almost because like it a... makes you do your job. It makes you, as a viewer, have to go, what did I just watch? But, Sean, we, as we'll have a conversation later in this episode, do I, as a viewer, want to go to a movie theater... Where I'm gonna sit back and relax, and like I just want a full story. Give it to me, and the movie's like, well, I'll give you ninety percent of the story, but yeah. if you want that last ten percent, yeah, I'm gonna use your imagination. I don't know. I think if we're talking about movies that are deserving of some type of award, which I don't think any movie or any art is, like needs to be made to be praised. But if we're talking about things that you know are at the top of their level or whatever, mm-hmm. they should make you do some work. Because otherwise it's just game night. And you're just like, yeah, I came and I got what I wanted or whatever. But like, think about all those movies where you think the ending didn't give you a finite mm-hmm. ending. They all did. Like even the stupid Batman ending for the Christopher Nolan one, like it gave you a final ending because yes. you got the finishing emotional element of whatever that character was trying to do. Lady right, Bird, right. you get her definitive ending in that chapter of her life you just don't know what happens that next moment you do yeah yeah which you don't need you yeah you do i think i'm just seeing it overplayed a little in these indie type films yeah that i'm that it's bugging me a little bit but i agree there are a time and a place and it should be used more i think it's a tricky thing to do sometimes and in some of these i'm like they're satisfying me in that they're finishing off the the mo- emotional arc of the movie in most cases and there could be more events that you could be like but what happened there what happened mm-hmm. there that you just don't necessarily need like let the, your imagination fill in that blank but maybe more of these movie makers need to look at the other movies that are being made at the same time that yeah. are in the same vein to just realize that if everybody's doing this trick yes it's becomes ineffective it's like the 808 bass drum of movies right now like just do something a little bit of a twist on this yeah i think that's where i am right now where i appreciate it and i like it but yeah i think i've seen it too many times right now where it's not hitting me as maybe the first time i saw it yeah there's there's something to be said for an ending that's like and then the ending happens and that's big and like you know if everybody's doing small endings you might get hungry for a big ending well, that's some hot takes. That's some really hot takes. Woof. I'm like Damn. unbuttoning I'm my shirt here. I'm hot flashes. All right. Well, let's talk about Annihilation, the new Alex Garner movie about Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> and Game Night, which has Jason Bateman playing Jason Bateman for the 200th time. Game on. Game on. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. He served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger. It's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. 
Finally, they're remaking. It's a reboot of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The what? The one we always wanted. I don't even remember which one was Annihilation the, was the second one. It's the second one, and I remember it because they introduced the black character. So as a black man, I was very you excited hyped. about it. Yeah. The guy who plays him, I don't even know what that character's name is. Is but it he, Jax? Yeah, it is Jax, but I think he's played by like a guy who played on American Gladiators. Oh, okay. So I was like, dealt like Saber. Yeah. So I was like double hyped. <laughs> Whatever happened to the American Gladiators? They tried to reboot it with Hulk Hogan. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. That didn't go well. Mm. It's like, that's always funny when it's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Make, bring back American Gladiators, make a Mortal Kombat movie. And yeah. then everyone's like, no. When you think about it, very similar concept. Putting yeah. like gladiators together, seeing like who's going to survive. I don't know. Well, Do you remember two scoops? Two scoops? What's that? There's like a gladiator contestant. Who was so good at it, he had his own nickname, and he was like... Hi. Oh, he basically yeah, yeah, became, yeah, yeah. That was the best part of that show. Yeah. Some of the contestants would basically become gladiators in terms of, like... Their popularity? Yeah. What a weird show. Bring it back. Bring it back again. Bring it back with Hulk Hogan. Maybe I'll watch it this now, time. Now he's really racist, <laughs> and he's just like, okay, I'm going to pit you three guys versus you over there. Mm. Yeah, the black guy. <laughs> Damn it. We're going to talk today about... Annihilation, the first in a trilogy of new sci-fi movies based on yes. some sci-fi novels. Correct. As I think that's right. You've done some research. I think I read a Wikipedia once. We got Alex Garland. He's the dude who directed Ex Machina. And mm -hmm. apparently he wrote Dread and like some Danny Boyle shit. I was just checking his uh, uh, internet movie database yeah. and I was like, Oh, I'm a huge fan of this guy, apparently, yeah. and never even realized it. I didn't know that he had written those novels or, or, or the screenplays for mm -hmm. those other Daniel yeah, let me, movies. Yeah, let me give you a list here. So, like Sunshine and 28 Days Later. Yep. I really enjoyed Sunshine. Yeah. I like the plot of it, but I also like, love the look of that film. Right. Yeah. To me, the best spacesuits in all sci-fi. <laughs> Nice. This like bright gold mm. mace puff daddy bad boys <laughs> yeah. in space. Very hype Williams. Yes. <laughs> so maybe Alex Garland is kind of a Danny Boyle like protege or am I wrong about that? Uh, yeah, it seems like it and there's only his second director credit. So. That's cool. Ex Machina was really cool. I liked that a lot. I really enjoyed it. It keeps you in the dark about what's going on and usually I get kind of annoyed when movies are like Oh, we didn't bother to tell you this. We're just going to wait to tell you that at the end, and then it'll be like yes. a big twist. And but this did it much better. And the cool. ending satisfying, like yeah. it didn't give you kind of like a weak ending or anything. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that film quite a bit. It made me way more empathetic towards the robot than like any of the new Blade Runner did. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the new Blade Runner, but that is a good point. That, that movie, uh, Ex Machina, is just a couple years old. Yeah. And even then, I was like, robot stuff again? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it got me. Yeah, it's so cool. a little bit with this one, Annihilation, we're kind of like, this type of sci-fi again? Yeah, so we're seeing some things that look very reminiscent of Predator. Yes. Got a team, a squad going into the 
you know, the shimmer or the woods or whatever into the jungle. Uh, it's kind of predator. It's got arrival vibes. Yep. It's got the thing vibes because yep. the monster is like kind of mutating or like changing or evolving. And maybe you didn't think of this Kong Skull Island. Ah, uh, yeah, very Kong Skull Island, very alien even. Like at the end when Portman's just like unleashing on the machine gun, and there's kind of this like alien H.R. Geiger esque kind of like shape behind her that she's mm-hmm. kind of backed up against. Well, that shot is also borrowed in um, Kong, yeah. and it's like completely dark or a smoke bomb, and you just see someone like doing a machine gun, and yeah. that's your light source. Right. And so, yeah, they did a similar gimmick here. And we've got the soldier who is incapacitated, presumably has some type of mutation in his stomach or whatever. He looks infected. Yes. Yeah, so the plot of the trailer is, who do we got here? Natalie Portman mm-hmm. is a biologist, and her husband has been sent into this thing, right. which is just a, a giant bubble. Oscar Isaac goes into basically a like soap bubble <laughs> called looks, the Shimmer. Yeah, it looks exactly like that. <laughs> cool design, because that is always fascinating when mm-hmm. you see that as like a kid. You're like, what? I want to be in this bubble. This. I want to touch it. <laughs> and now you're able to... have exploded it. So they go in the bubble mm-hmm. and... People are not coming out. They've sent drones. They sent other troops and teams. They can't. No one's coming out except for her husband. Oscar Isaacs. Yeah. I think he's got some kind of mutation in his tummy. I think he's infected. It's a tummy. I think he's got a chest buster or something. Do you think they go that route where it is just like some sort of creature inside of him? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. I hope not though, right? Maybe that's how these things spread. Maybe that's how bubbles form as they infect a person like, and then it's, it erupts from them. If a giant like bubble comes out of his nostril <laughs> and just keeps getting bigger and bigger yeah. and that creates like new worlds of like the bubble worlds, yeah. that would be cool. We're left a little bit in the dark as far as like what this shimmer had. I mean, the question is like what's inside it or whatever. So it might just mm-hmm. be one of these like discovery kind of movies like we don't know we can know these people they don't even have names they just have occupations occupation for names i read a book blindness they also mm-hmm. made a film about oh it. Yeah, yeah yeah he did that gimmick in that book and i remember going that's an interesting idea but it did not work in that okay novel how do you feel generally about characters not having names because in the real world like we don't say each other's names a bunch versus characters always having their names spoken out loud when they're being referred to as most hollywood things are i like the gimmick of it like again i'm I'm a doctor who fan yeah and they just call him the doctor he never has a name he never has a name. And I think his race, they all kind of take on like names like like the master. Oh, the mailman. <laughs> the mailman. That's, no, that's Carl Malone. Oh, okay. I like that idea, right? Mm-hmm. Of just having like the biologist. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? The surveyor. Yeah. Because in The Blindness, it was like post-apocalyptic. Everyone goes blind and somehow that makes everyone incredibly stupid. Yeah. And so their reasoning was like, well... Now in this new world, we don't need names. It's this occupation of what we were that's important. I was like, wait, how does that make sense? (laughs) Like, how does it... Like, it doesn't matter if you were, yeah, like the mailman. I was an eye doctor, and now I'm blind. And (laughs) I can't do my job anymore. (laughs) Keith just made us watch Day of the Triffids, the BBC series, which kind of is this plant life coming to life and, like, Mm -hmm. messing with 
people, but in the meantime, a big faction of society has gone blind. And so there's like some main characters that can see, and then there's mostly people who cannot, who are kind of captured the seers to kind of lead them around, mm-hmm. to kind of help them do their thing. It's kind of fun. I don't know what we were talking about, why that's important. Occupation names yeah. in this movie, the end. Is his name Who's, just the husband? He's the soldier, I think. Jennifer Jason Leigh, oh, yeah, the psychologist. Yeah, yeah. She's, so she's been being like pretty hard in, in TV and movies lately. She was just in like Twin Peaks as like a hitman kind of service to one of the main characters. And okay. uh, she was in Hateful Eight being all badass. So that's, she's yeah, pretty good she's cast from. type yeah. typecast as like being a super badass lately. Cool that's to cool. see her. Uh, Frances McDonald was also considered for her role. So that's two badass ladies. Frances McDormand? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, yeah, three billboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently that's going to be... Probably a significant role. Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok is oh, up in there. In yeah. I have to say one of the coolest shots of this trailer is yeah. when they're going into the bubble. Yeah. And they're kind of like ghostbustered up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like got these the big giant packs. backpacks and they're kind of holding. I don't even remember what they're holding. they got some cool machine guns. But they, yeah, they have some guns. It's like, this looks, this is the Ghostbusters movie I want. Just some badass girls. Yeah. Got all the badasses, and then Jane the Virgin <laughs> pops up in there. <laughs> Star of the show that I refuse to watch because it looks so fucking hack. Also one of the supreme badasses who goes into the bubble. It's just like that they're, they're badasses, but the it doesn't feel like the film is... Um, I, I don't know the term. The term that came in my head is like milking the audience. Mm-hmm. You're, doing the, you're doing the milking hand motion. That's good. That helps me understand. Sometimes when they have these gimmicks of like all female cats. Oh, I see or, what you're They kind of like hammer it in. Yeah. Or like, this one is like you have all women. Mm-hmm. They're all badasses. But the film is not like hyper about it. They're not talking about menstruation and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it seems like these could be male characters and it would feel the same. And I, I wonder what the, if it's going to matter to the moral of the story or anything about, because like, it's kind of interesting at the beginning, Natalie Portman's uh, having like some family time with Oscar mm-hmm. Isaacs and they're in bed together and she's like, what do you think I'd do when you're not here, soldier dude? Like, I'm not just like crying and waiting for you to come back like it's a good point and also they find of course the crew from the last mission and they find their tape yeah and which is very like, the thing-esque yeah. yes and they're like oh they either went crazy or they got eaten mm-hmm. but all of those characters that looked like were male do the the initial task force of like soldier dudes was all male yeah and, and the husband came back and he was male does this, are we to presume that these are the significant others of those soldiers? Or is it just a non-associated oh. crew and just Natalie Portman? I think so. Okay. I, I think she's just trained cool. enough and yeah, has the she's credentials a, enough. She's, a, she's an ex-soldier, doctor, soldier, doctor. But I, but I I am curious if they do do a gender type twist where it's like, women know how to treat the environment. Right. Is it significant that they're female beyond... It just being an interesting turn of, like, you'd expect a bunch of dude soldiers, and now you're getting a bunch of badass chick soldiers, mm-hmm. or is it, like, something about their femininity that makes them able to come 
in and out of the shimmer or like defeat yes. the monster or whatever have like the emotional know-how to deal with something. Do that... you think they defeat it with love, Sean? They might defeat it with love. They might Care Bear stare this thing. <laughs> they might take all the pretty flowers that yeah. have mutated and like put them in a big hair braid thing. To make it such that a character could be played by any ethnicity, any gender, any like fluidity between genders to like just have like people in the roles versus like, well, it needs to be a woman because at the end she needs to learn how to like love herself or like yeah. whatever. Like, does it somehow de de charge the effect of being able to like look on the screen and be like, Oh, that character is me because they have black hair or mm -hmm. is it more important to just be like, that is a pawn for that could, that could be a totally different type of person than I am. And I'm, learning to like see myself through them yeah. or whatever. This is how I look at it. When you have roles that are underrepresented, mm. so like black people, females in leading roles, mm. I think the goal is we want it to be any character, right? It does seem more compelling to me to be able to put any type of person in any type of role so that you get a larger swath when you go to the movies of identifying with different types of people. Yeah. So that my racist uncle, who I don't have, who's made up, but I probably have, I don't know, mm -hmm. <laughs> could walk into the theater and go, oh, this trans person is not who I would identify in, on, out on the streets, but like because of the story I'm seeing unfold, they're just like me. They're a soldier just like me. I'm in. And th I think that's helpful yeah well and you got to walk that line too because you also don't want to make that trans character so universal that they don't feel uniquely like like another trans person can't look at that character right so that's why i'm thinking you we just need more representation of all of it yeah and then it's not a big deal yeah it just de-stigmifies some of that stuff because that's true if i mean I imagine this happened a lot with like homosexual viewers of sitcoms in the 90s and stuff when they saw more homosexual characters being on sitcoms but being treated like, it's fabulous! Very typical, like, which there are gay people who are like that, but when it's the only thing. Right, and my grandma probably really liked to be able to see that character and be like, oh, that character is saying it's fabulous, I like that, that's funny, now I like, you know the gay guy who works at Kmart or whatever, but the homosexual viewer looking at this and going like, you're not showing my side of this world at all. Yes. Like it's just a game. Me and my SO are watching, we're going through Gilmore Girls mm -hmm. again and the Lane character, mm -hmm. she's um, Asian American, Asian? I yep. guess. Mm -hmm. And her mother is very stereotypical, very strict. And uh, my SO was saying, she had a friend who was Asian who hated that character because they were Asian and their mom was like that. Oh, okay. Lane's mom. Uh -huh. And so there was part of her where she could relate to that stereotype. Right. But also it's frustrating where it's like, I just wanted to watch Gilmore Girls and now I'm being reminded of my shitty home life because this is how they wanted to represent the oh, one Asian character. That's a very specific gripe but almost kind of filters into the like, well, yeah, I mean, you could watch a show about working at the post office and be like, well, I used to work at a post office. Now that bothers me that I have to think about my time in the post office. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But, okay. But, but I do think the solution is, but if there's like 
more Asian people in even that show. If there was more Asian people in Gilmore Girls who didn't have that stereotypical archetype yeah. of I have a very serious mom who won't let me do yeah. this, then it probably would be fine. But it's frustrating when the representation is so slim and then it's also a stereotype of that yeah, you're representation. Right, you're right, yeah. yeah, that show was like heinous for that stuff. They were They were <laughs> very... Not on the ball with it. I forgot the line. I might have sent it to you where Rory's like, I need to teach retards how to read. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost yeah. my mind during that Amazing. reading. The show hates everyone who's not white. And that was Annihilation. Yeah, I guess. Things I have to say about Annihilation. Okay, so the, in The Shimmer, mm-hmm. it's like this, it's a taken over part of this town. And they're like saying like, oh, it's getting like cities wide, states wide, this Shimmer is getting huge, huge, the big bubble. Yes. And inside of it is like old homes and stuff, pre what had been there before. Just oh, like yeah. Mm-hmm. When they walk into that cabin, that's just like a house that was there before the Being shimmer. Being overgrown right? with vegetation. Yeah. yeah. And so it's got all this mutating stuff on it, and it kind of has like these Princess Mononoke kind of like characters, like the little elk that that's are kind of wandering yeah. around that are like... Oh, that's cute. That's fun. Again, Kong, Skull Island. Right, yeah. So we've got all these mutated characters. The alligator shark that they find mm-hmm. has, like, crazy teeth. And then the flowers are, like, she says they're mutating, which it looks like it's just one flower, but, like, I was kind of made me think, like, oh, they're just, like, constantly changing, like, kind of like a thing. That'd be cool. Character would do. So is the whole inside the shimmer just this like monstrous like everything can kill you poison you fuck you up seems like it right i don't know they're making they're presenting it as if deadly things are in here obviously because mm. no one's getting sent back yeah people are dying we see a woman disappearing into a doorway because she's like grabbed Something by a monster her. yeah but then we also get the end of the towards the end of the trailer we get kind of some moments of Natalie Portman seeming to communicate with some sort of blob type right like sp- space pretty spectacle thing right. maybe there's some something going on there we don't know about we get I think it might have been her who delivers the line that it's not destroying things it's creating something new right so this has got me this is maybe why I was kind of bringing up the, like, why is it significant that they're women? Mm-hmm. Like, is this a creation, destruction, like, Earth, Mother Earth kind of message? Oh, is this what Mother should have been? Uh, well, I'm pretty happy with what Mother was. <laughs> where maybe, like, maybe she's pregnant or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so she has this insight of why this shimmer thing needs to destroy all this stuff to create something that's better and, like, whatever. So she might end thing. up siding with maybe. this. Yeah, like maybe if maybe if soldier husband guy is infected and his part becomes part of the shimmer, that she'll elect to become mm-hmm. part of the shimmer too. It would be pretty ballsy or pretty pussy. <laughs> I like what you're trying to do here. Let's take pussy back as a as a term of strength. I just had this conversation the other day Dude. where someone was like, "Okay, so balls mean like tough and strong." But, like, if you hit someone in the balls ball... Balls are fragile. They're very fragile. <laughs> yeah. And, like, a pussy, it can take a pounding. Yeah, so we I should think, be calling people balls. Oh, <laughs> Betty White, I think, made that joke. Is where, <laughs> That's good. Where we, what we were discussing. And so, yeah, like, so let's change that around. We'll start here Okay. The movie babies. Movie babies are taking it over. Like all great <laughs> revolutions, it starts with a <laughs> podcast. So, 
this film, it would be very pussy mm-hmm. Is that how I would say it? Too? You could just say it's pussy. It'd be very pussy for uh-huh. the film to just have Natalie Portman side with this bubble, yeah. the shimmer, and yeah. be like, yeah, the world needs to be destroyed so we can create something new. I like that idea. We need to get rid of the humans. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of this purveying attitude I have right now anyway, so maybe that's why it's appealing to me. Mm-hmm. It is part of a trilogy, or at least the book series is a trilogy, right. so... I think they're signed on. Oh, someone oh, did, oh, it. I didn't do it. We're out of practice. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. All right. And that was a good take one. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. We yeah. just watched Annihilation. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Skip ahead. Uh, it's evolving. Devin's taking phone calls in the middle of the session, so that's why we're paused and starting our train of thought over again. So, destroy everybody. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good theme for sci-fi right now. Like, did you see Life? I did not see. Is that a J-Law? No. No, it had, like, Jeremy Renner and, like, fuck, I can't even remember anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh Bloodpool. What's his fucking name? Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, he was in there. Or maybe Jeremy Renner wasn't in there. Maybe I'm making this up. They find this little goo ball in mm-hmm. space, and then the goo ball turns into a bigger goo ball, and it starts taking him out. Spoiler alert for life. It does not end well for human race. Oh, so. that's, that's... I like that. Also, spoilers for Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, exactly. One of the... I love that ending where, you know, it's not what you expect. Right, yeah. And that's a cool way to do it if it's a one-off movie, but I guess if you're making a trilogy, maybe that's trilogy. not what's wonder happening. wonder where they take it. This would be cool if Annihilation was the end and they just, like, destroy the Earth and then book two is like, okay, it's been destroyed. Start over. Third one is, like, whatever, continuation off of mm-hmm. that, like, destroy it again. Like, I don't know, like... Maybe that's getting somewhere. That could be fun. I just don't want it to turn into three movies where it's like The Walking Dead and it's just them trapped in the fucking bubble being like, oh, we're separated from the group. How are we going to eat? How are we going to do this? Now we're back with the group. And like, yeah, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, this movie looks pretty pussy. <laughs> well, with that said, Should we rate it? let's rate this Wait, movie. can I say one thing? Yes. I have two electorates for the ban list here, I think. Um, oh yeah, okay. I'm I'm scanning my page here, but one of them at least is that we have to go back, and she's like, I can't go back. Like we have to go back from Lost. Got said so much by Jack. It's yes. just it like I have a sensor in my head that goes off every time I hear that line. We gotta go back, Jack. <laughs> I remember trying to watch that series, and that's when I like fell off of it. Yeah. When they got, I was like, I just left. <laughs> I don't want to go back. His fucking lame fake beard. Kate, we have to go back. So we got to go back. That's a good. Uh, that's a good call. I just. I don't know. I just. Maybe it's not universal enough, but it. It bothers me. What is your second pitch? I think it was just when she was like, "You're a this. You're a that." And she's like, "You're a doctor in in the army." She's like, "Motherfucking you." Yes, she knows oh. that she's a doctor in the army. <laughs> like you don't have to tell her that for our sake. You're military trained. Yeah. yeah I. I know this I mean, information. If you're going to like heavy hand it that hard where it's like, oh, you know what? We're not even going to give these characters names. They're just occupations. That's just people as, are what they do only. But then you have to be like, you're the mailman. You're the fucking mailman. Like, you might as well be like, you're Janet. Hey, Janet, come over here, Janet. Like, you're doing the same thing. Both worthy cont- contenders for the movie baby ban list. I don't know if I can give my seal of approval. 
I will say this. They had another, we have to start from the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that is on our ban list already. I think it had Natalie Portman been the one to say it rather than the interrogator, it would have been an egregious uh, yeah. fallacy of this trailer. But I, maybe it gets away with it. Barely squeaking by. <laughs> barely squeaking by. Yeah, if the movie starts with her in the like cleanup booth being like, okay, tell us what happened from the beginning, and we know that she's made it the whole time or whatever, like, I don't know. That's probably not very fun. Unless she dies right after. That's what I want to see in that <laughs> new trope of like being interviewed and then... They just die at the end of the interview. They just die instantly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I thought we escaped it. <laughs> All right, let's rate Annihilation. We have a rating system here at the Movie Baby's headquarters. It's based off an old Regal Cinema Coca-Cola ad. Three tiers. You have a, I hate it, get it out of here, I love robots. <laughs> I love robots. Which is appropriate for ex machina Alex Garland. Yeah. If you liked the trailer but didn't love it, didn't hate it, that's the middle of the road. Sure is. That means in space... With zombies. zombies. In space. In space. With zombies. And if you love the trailer, you just can't wait to see it. That's a like a lot. So you cool with my screen. Like a lot. I think I'm gonna have to say that this is a like a lot for me. Even though we're riding on some territories of like some ban list items, mm -hmm. this trailer gives me little reflections of the thing and Predator and Alien and Arrival and all that stuff. I like that. It's, it was a good collection to choose from. Yeah, yeah. I like this badass female cast. I do enjoy Natalie Portman, I think. I think I'm warming up to Natalie Portman. Maybe in her older age, I'm more into Natalie Portman. I like her. I liked her in Black Swan. Yeah. Before Vendetta. Yeah. Jackie Kennedy. Word. And I really like this director, I think. I like his style. I like what he's got up his sleeves. It has a Jeff Barrow score, who is one of the dudes in Portishead. Okay. It's a band that I really like. I think he did the Ex Machina score, and then I think he did a score for Dread that got pulled off the movie. Oh, interesting. But was like kind of vintage, like nostalgic throwback to synthesizer times. Like that's kind of his... He was doing it first. He was doing it mm -hmm. like in the 90s, so I give him a pass for that, even though that's getting really annoying now. That's true. I think this little sound effect in the trailer is pretty compelling and cool, but I think I recognize it from one of those scores. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I really love the music in this trailer. Yeah. You could say it's kind of... Bois-esque. It's bra-esque, yeah, yeah, but it's different enough. Yeah. There's a little flavor twist to it. Yeah. I'm like, this is pretty good, and there's like the constant like, do, 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 yeah. that underneath it too yeah. which helped i was very impressed i'm also giving it like a lot nice i think this might be our closest where we are in agreement on everything it's checking all my boxes yeah there's some there's some minuses i don't like how the trailer is formatted in the beat for beat like here's the beginning of the movie here's the middle escalating yeah you know, drama this could be a little bit more It Comes at Night or whatever. Or what's the what's the Be Quiet or the Monsters Will Come movie? Yes, Be Quiet, I believe. Yeah, Be, be Quiet. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It could benefit, in my mind, from more of that treatment, which maybe the trailer or maybe the teaser trailer did, and the mm -hmm. full trailer's kind of just giving away the goods a little bit more. But I still don't really know what's going to happen, and I think they're doing the thing that I do like, which is stop you before any of the real second act meat happens. They give you some hints that 
this story might branch out into some crazy stuff with her looking at the glowing blob right. and space type stuff. Just teasing you enough. A little bit of everything for everybody looked like because there is some horror to it. There is some action with the machine guns. Yeah. I think my minus is this is always, I'm always a stickler for monsters. Yeah, you don't like this monster. Not loving the monsters here. What if this monster is just really being teased to us, like the skull face and like the big kind of bison body, Mm -hmm. and it does just kind of morph and become like different things throughout the whole movie? That's, yeah, that could be cool. I guess when you set me up with the awesome premise of crossbreeding and you're like saying alligator shark Mm -hmm. and you see it on scene and it's like, that's not an alligator shark. Where's the fin? Where's the, where's the fin? <laughs> I want them like street sharks, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I want them like, you know, Ninja Turtles, they got the mutanted, mutantage on them. Yeah, and yeah. they're like walking around and I want a guy with like a giraffe neck. Right. And then like a monkey arms and think... a big rat tail. I, I want to say you can get away. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong about this. I want to say that you can get away with making, if your movie's going to be super like grim and gritty and there's not going to be a lot of like humorous moments, like this does look like it takes a minus, like a hit for me for being like, okay, it's a badass click of chicks, but it doesn't look like anybody's going to be cracking wise. And I like that there's no, always yeah. someone on the team cracking wise. You got like, an alien to it. Yeah, a little bit. They got to be saying some funny shit to offset how absurd it is that they're just like going in on this suicide mission i think that's fun i think if you're gonna do that kind of world you can get away with making your monsters a little more fun looking a little more like drawn by a six-year-old looking and i think they're gonna maybe go a little less that way but now that i'm saying this i also just watched noah which is russell crowe russell crowe which is a straight up bible story that they tell very grittily and like just very solemn, but mm-hmm. the monster, the, there's rock monsters that look like Transformers. They look like straight-up <laughs> Michael Bay Transformers, and they look like they were drawn by a six-year-old, and it's crazy that that movie that was so true. serious just got these, like, goofy monsters thrown into it, and you're supposed to just be, like, dealing with that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm saying here. Well, I'm conflicting maybe, myself. Well, hopefully Annihilation does not mutate itself into Transformers. What if Goro is in there, though? Now we're talking. <laughs> and that was Annihilation. Uh, what's the thing they say? Fatality. <laughs> <laughs> Toasty. <laughs> Tonight, we're taking game night up a notch. Oh, boy. Mm. Someone in this room is going to be taken, and it's going to be up to you to find them. It's a murder mystery party. Whoever finds the victim wins the grand prize. You're not going to know what's real and what's fake. Wait a sec. You can't just come in here and break the door. Oh. Looks so real. Hurting asshole. Sean. Yes. Want to play a game? Uh, sure. It's called Guess Who. So does the trailer have played out jokes? Uh, yes. Is there a forced narrative? Mm-hmm. Is there a Jason Bateman in your yes. movie? Yes. Yes. My movie is Game Night. You are correct. Game Night, of course. In the fine tradition of uh, schmucks in over their head movies, which is basically every Jason Bateman, every Zach Galifianakis movie, the ones that spring to mind right now are Keeping Up with the Joneses, where some schmucks deal with some spies, Horrible Bosses, where some schmucks deal with some criminal elements, and Date Night. 
uh, where some schmucks deal with some robbers. And now we're reaching to the bottle of the barrel of monkeys <laughs> and pulling out game night. This subgenre has got to go. <laughs> we just saw the house with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. Oh, yes. It's schmucks who are in over their heads at a, doing a casino out of their home. Yes. And I swear to God, there's a joke in this trailer where she shoots off Jason Bateman's finger that they do in the fucking house trailer where Will Ferrell takes the axe and cuts off the dude's finger and not Zach Galifianakis. What's the other guy? Jason Manzukis. Yeah, Manzukis is like does the same fucking take. Like <laughs> The game we're playing is bingo. And if you can match all these things that are happening, then take your drink. all the yeah. stereotypes, yeah, take your drink because you're going to need it to get through these films. I see many of these too, and I'm always so... It didn't even get rope-a-doped. I knew this was going to suck. Why am I paying for this? This is awful. Well, not to just totally bury this film at the start, I will say there are some moments that made me laugh in this one. Okay, give me your faves. Jason Bateman, man, that's a great gig, right? Where you just get to... <laughs> Be the same guy you're in and everything. He's like so chill. He's mm -hmm. so relaxed. But he just gets to show up in these movies, be himself, and just be a chill dude. Yeah. And get paid millions. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis is getting <laughs> locked in cages. He's being tortured. He's on hunger strike. And his movies... You know, probably aren't making anything near as a Jason Bateman movie. Yeah. With that said, I he still gets me from time to time. I wonder if he... I mean, because it's almost like one of those, like, David Spade type things where it's like, you're so one note that, like... But, like, some people get ostracized for that. They're just like, they yes. don't work. And he constantly gets work. I wonder if he's like, I know what I'm doing or how he gets away with it. Hey, I heard Jason Bateman's a cool guy to hang out with. Like Maybe. Maybe he's just really nice. I just want to hang out with him. Like, Michael Cera, too, kind of had that gimmick. But unlike Jason Bateman, it's funny they're both from Arrested Development. Mm. I feel like Michael Cera kind of pushes back a little bit, or he'll, like, play up on the fact that he's kind of typecast. Right. Well, Jason Bateman, he's, like, he's just all in. Yeah. Yeah, even when he plays, like, the good-natured guy or the seemingly good-natured guy who turns out to be bad-natured, mm -hmm. it still seems like the same guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just... So, to answer your question, almost all my laughs came from him. Yeah. Like, when he gets shot and he's, his first reaction is just to yell, Blood! <laughs> it's like, okay, you got me there? And then at the end where... She's, like, fixing the bullet using the instructions on, like, Yelp review yeah, or yeah. whatever. They give him a squeaky toy, and it just makes a funny squeaky noise. For something to bite down on? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, kind of <laughs> dumb Looney Tune gags in this one. For sure. That made me laugh. Because there's another one <laughs> where they tackle, like, a Terry Crews-type black guy. Uh. The big muscles gets tackled. And they fall on this glass table. And they bounce off. And of it. <laughs> shattering like you would expect it to. It just makes a funny bonk. Yep. Which is what happens every time I run into one of those goddamn glass tables. They don't give. They destroy. They just <laughs> hurt me so much. So that got a laugh out of me. We have Matt. Is it Matt Damon? 
That's not Matt Damon. That's okay. melting Matt Damon. See, that's what I was confused about. I can never... I don't know who the real Matt Damon is yeah. now since that guy has jumped on the, the new scene. dude on the scene. I do not know his name. He was I saw Hostiles last night, and he's mm-hmm. like the lieutenant in Hostiles. Oh, he's melting Matt Damon to me. It's just like <laughs> it's, if Matt Damon was like held too close to an open flame, this is what you get. How do you get work like that? If you look that similar, so speaking of Jason Bateman, how is he getting these gigs? How is this guy who looks so closely? As Matt Damon, that well, people are like, yeah, we want like a Matt Damon knockoff. I'll tell you this much. It worked in his favor in Ragnarok because I thought when Matt Damon popped up, I was like, oh, it's melting Matt Damon. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I guess maybe it's working for him. Maybe it's the people think they're hiring Matt Damon and they get this guy <laughs> and they're like, I'm pretty sure it's him. I don't know. I'm not going to ask him if it's really him. Ask. They're tricking everyone. Yeah, because, again, I don't know who's the real Matt Damon anymore, and apparently neither do the producers. Neither and does he. Like, a person you've met multiple times, if you forget their name... Oh, yeah, you can't ask. And it's ask. the fourth time you've met them... No. I have students who I don't know exactly <laughs> how they want me to say their names. Like, I kind of have ballpark. Like, it's Emma or Emily. It's yeah. one of the two. Or Sophie or Sophia or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like... I don't know, and I just don't say their names. Yeah. I'm like that where I'm so bad at names that I have now like self-sabotaged myself. When someone tells me their name, I don't even listen. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. remember I it. I don't know. Why are you wasting your time? Yeah. So I don't even, I don't even listen to their name. <laughs> and so then I just have to call everyone dude. Yep. That doesn't get you far. <laughs> Unless you're uh, Keanu Reeves. Then I would love go. to see the team behind all of these sh- schmucks in over their head movies take melting matt damon and make a jason bourne movie where everyone's mistaking him for jason bourne they're like there he goes that's fucking jason bourne and he's like no 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 i just kind of look like him what wasn't it jason bourne where they got jeremy remember just for a minute yeah, yeah. just to do one of them they should have mm-hmm. got this face guy dude. yeah that would be a perfect the man who knew too little kind of thing or you know how they always do in the yeah the movies where it's like they have to face themselves mm-hmm like, oh, yeah. Just so, hire that guy. Yeah, exactly. With Hollywood to get at us. Um, I do think they should just bite the bullet on this one. I think Game Night, like, you're, you're kind of, like, waving the white flag as, like, we ran out of ideas. We're out of ideas, yeah. But they should just bite the bullet and just do the spendables, make the smucks. Yeah. And you just get Jason Bateman, you get <laughs> all these same people. And Zach it's like, Galifianakis, yeah. Yeah, and just the biggest Schmucks adventure. Them all. They start at a game night, then they get hungover, mm-hmm. and they wake up, and they have to get a casino. But there's spies who think that they're <laughs> also spies. It's perfect. I love it. If you were going to... You're a game player. You're a board game player. I enjoy, I enjoy games. And a lot of people now. It's yeah, in. It's, it's happening. Thing. And not of the Connect Four variety, but of no. the like hours and hours slogging it out in some type of... Games now have changed. Yeah. It's a brand new world of games. When, if you tell... Would you say you've changed the game <laughs> on games? <laughs> yeah, the, okay. just call me the game. I'm the Triple H <laughs> of games. You can't tell Grandma anymore that you're into games because she'll think of, yeah, Monopoly, Battleship or something, yeah. Solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> but now games have changed their strategy. Okay, but they're time-consuming. You're making a commitment. Yeah. 
Here's my problem. We were going to play the Thing game, which just came oh, out. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Keith just bailed town, citing he did not want to play the Thing game because both he and I are bad at games because mm-hmm. we do not follow the rules. Like, we don't learn the rules, we don't follow the rules, and we're everybody's enemy at the table because they yes. have to basically, like, we're the backpack that they have to hump up the mountain because we don't carry our own weight at all. This is our new side pod, uh, Game Corner. Okay, yep. If you're going to do games... This is how you do it. And if you're going to invite new friends to game night, this is how you do it. One, do not start with a new game. No one knows the rules. A game that should take like 45 minutes is taking two hours because you're checking the rules, you're doing it wrong. Okay. And then guess what? You're never going to play the thing again because you're like, it takes too long. It's a nightmare. It's not fun. One person, if not over half the people, should know how to play the game. If and would you say it. by watching a YouTube like playthrough or like just reading all of the I do that. directions? I, I, when I get ready for a game, I'm YouTubing it. I'm reading the instructions because I want to be Prepared. ready to go. Yeah. But I would still say if it's new people to a game, someone has to have actually played it yeah. a couple you gotta, times. you got to be the dungeon master. So there you go. That was uh, our game corner. Well, my game corner question was if you were going to have a game... Oh, let's, let's open up the game corner again. Okay, is this going to have theme music? Dun, 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 dun. Game it's... corner. Perfect. If you were going to adapt a game into a movie, mm-hmm. what game would be ripe for movie I feel like we've had this discussion Oh, have we? we? Maybe we've had this. There's been multiple game-type movies. Right. You had your Battleship. You had your fucking Ouija... What's weird about, <laughs> I guess we can talk about the trailer, mm-hmm. what's weird about this Game Night trailer, it doesn't feel like a Game Night trailer. Like, the Game Night is a very loose theme for it. Right. It's just to get the schmucks in over their heads. They could really be expanding on this by, like, being, like, a tabletop crew who, like, do whatever, like, mm-hmm. fill-in-the-blank Dungeons & Dragons kind of, like, games every week. doesn't strike me as that's what this is. No. It's kind of have, like, a mad, 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 mad world, world <laughs> vibe going on here. There was another film that was like this where, okay, you're not gonna sh- be sure if it's real or fake. The whole apparatus for this film is pretty tired of like, you don't know what's real, what's fake or whatever. That's kind of the problem with all this schmucks in over their heads But stuff. again, little laugh when he gets kidnapped. And they're just like eating cheese. <laughs> they're just eating cheese because yeah. they think it's part of the game. So it's basically like taking the the game. Like they, they have, whoever's first to find him gets the prize or whatever. So that's what's activating them to go mm -hmm. and look. And do we know what the prize is? Does this trailer tell us? Mm, I don't think so. Also interesting, this movie comes out February 23rd. Mm -hmm. Only a teaser trailer out. Yeah, it's bizarre that this is the teaser because it's two and a half minutes and it's the full movie. One, this movie needs to know what an actual game night is. And two... (laughs) We need Hollywood to figure out what a teaser trailer versus a real trailer is. Yeah. Why do they even take the dad from Super 8 in the first place? Do you think that the this movie is still him orchestrating it as a game? Just the contestants are the ones who are inciting the stakes to become like, oh, there's real bullets and stuff like that. But like to him, it's still just a game. I can't imagine there's going to be a satisfying twist in this movie. Usually the schmucks in over their heads movies have achievement unlocked by the characters. They either learn to be sufficient or they learn to work as a team or the friends who are falling apart mm-hmm. reestablish their friend it's connections. It's TGIF family values at the end of the episode. Yeah, the dysfunctional couple finally, like, because they've forged their bonds in a, like, active scenario are now like, oh, we're, we love each other again. Like, 
what's the stakes of this? Is it just survival? Is it just, are they even going to do that anymore? Because there's so many, like, characters, too. Mm -hmm. I bet you it is just, like, the husband and wife are not getting along because, like, the husband wants to buy a jacuzzi and the wife's like, (laughs) oh, but we got to pay bills. And, like, that's the big struggle that no one can relate to. It's like, I just want to buy groceries, movie. So I can't. I can't imagine it being anything like maybe it's something where it's, it's like the Jason Bateman character is like so serious that he doesn't believe mm. in things. Like okay. Maybe he's really stuck up. And mm. so they're like, we got to get you loose and do some games. And uh, OK, yep. I've seen this. That makes sense. <laughs> and then the Rachel McAdams character is in on it. Uh, yeah, she's she has to get. She's sick of her husband being like this. Because she wants that jacuzzi. Now she wants it. In one of the the scenarios, someone wants a jacuzzi. Makes sense. That's the one constant. (laughs) Another thing that I thought was really funny in this trailer. Let's just talk about the trailer. Yeah, go for it. What would you call these? The the titles? Yeah, the little interstitial titles, yeah. Were some of the most obvious, I guess, Mm -hmm. weirdest cheapest titles i would do in one of our trailer wars of yeah. like i think one of my titles once was spoilers <laughs> the reveal of the fake movie that i made mm-hmm. and this one here are some of the titles they show flashing through yeah the the trailer here the karaoke the games mm-hmm. the dance off mm-hmm. the goons just the tropes of these kinds of movies? The bloody dog. <laughs> the shit. And then flashing, you won't believe. They're just showing us the things. What? A woman. A bicycle. <laughs> a bowl of cereal. That's not how a you A piece do... of toast. <laughs> That's not how you do titles, movie. No. I, 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 they think they're in on it, but they are not in on it. Are we in on it? Are we being duped? It should just be called Movie the Movie. Did you hear about the Down Under Danny McBride? Oh, Crocodile Dundee. It was going to be in a Crocodile Dundee movie. There was even a teaser, I think. And then, gotcha, it's for this weird advertisement thing. Oh, okay, it's not a real... It's not a real movie. Interesting. Is this game night? Is this a fake movie? (laughs) (laughs) Is this for, like, some type of new game app where you find... (laughs) The missing person or whatever, and it's... Do you just show up on February 23rd, you buy your ticket for... Well, let's be honest. You use your movie pass for game night, you get in for free, you sit down, and you realize it's just clips from all these other smuck movies edited together to make it look like one long movie, and really... They're just data mining your phone (laughs) through some, like, new special, like... Technology they have the, hooked up. The, the data magnet. Put your 3D glasses on. Well, that's weird. Mine's going in my ears. <laughs> well, I suppose if you're dumb enough to go see Game Night, you deserve to be fully mined, and I'm sure that's me. I will be. <laughs> that's when they'll get me, is when well, I go see Game Night on opening night. That's a good segue, because, Sean, we need to rate this trailer. Let's do it. What do you rate Game Night? Are you going to go see this movie? I probably will because I saw the house and I was like, I'm not seeing the house. I'm never going to go see the house. Fuck the house. Don't want to see the house. Ended up seeing the house. Did you see it in theater or yeah. rent? I saw, saw it in theaters. Theater. Yeah. And I was so pissed during the whole thing. 
<laughs> and I'll probably see this too because it'll be like nothing will have come to the Regal that week, and I'll be like, oh, I gotta see something. Sean, what's your average? You think? Cause you you are not doing the movie pass. I'm not doing the movie. You're pass. paying full so, price. Full price. So you can't even do the excuse. Well, I have to use my movie pass no. to get the value. You're like, I want to go see. I just want to go into the. I, you know what it is? I like sitting in their seats. I like a big loud picture in front of me. I like to not think about my day. That's yes. and so you know I am the target demographic for like nonsense movies just time filler movies because i'll go see them to be like if i can afford it this week like i'm just gonna go and post up there and i don't care if you saw like 10 movies how many of those do you think you like like what's your batting average of like no most of the time i'm storming out just like either (laughs) super upset or just like well i knew that was gonna suck and it proved to me that it was maybe one or two out of ten i'll be like oh okay that was fun so you're hitting like a 300 maybe? I don't know. Which in baseball low. terms is pretty good. Yeah, but if, for how much I'm spending on that, like it's pretty bad. But I think maybe what I'm getting is like I still have my time. I still have my two hours there where it's just like, oh, didn't have to do anything yeah. else. Answered anybody. Shut down. Turn my phone off. It's like, yeah, it's like people are expected to turn off your phones. You don't yeah. have to talk to anybody. I'm even starting to not give a shit about people talking behind me anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I went to go see Den of Thieves in Burlington, which is a pretty much, like, lawless theater. Like, people <laughs> dropped so much food during the middle of the movie. Just, like, bottles and fucking popcorns and <laughs> yeah. hot dogs were just being dropped left and right. It was like a symphony of noise. <laughs> it echoes through the theater. Yeah, and it's a really small theater. And they had, like, a police officer walking around being an usher. He was just like, oh, Whoa. is everybody okay? Like, do you need anything? I was like, fuck you, cop. Get out of here. But there was two people behind me that just talked through the whole movie at full volume. And I was like, I don't care. It's fine. I'm just, I've, I'm like, my skin has become like granite from these bad movie experiences. Uh-huh. Like, this movie sucks. You can talk through it. Am I, what am I going to turn around and be like, shh, I'm trying to watch Den of Thieves. I'm trying to watch Gerard Butler like snort really loud and like watch these people heist a bunch of money. Like, I don't care. I don't know if this is your superhero origin or your villain origin. Yeah, might be. I always thought that I would be I would be murdered in a movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's wait, been wait. that's been my my like how you're gonna die, like This was before like this yeah, became yeah, yeah. a reality. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought that, like since I was a little kid that I was gonna get like axe murdered in a movie theater. What was the fascination with this? Like, I don't know. It just popped in my head one day, and I was like, oh, you might drown. You might fall out of an airplane. You know, I was like, no, nah, you're probably going to get murdered in a movie theater. This is a lot of averages. Like, if you spend most of your time in the movie theater, yeah, I've, I thought this prior to ever, like, many of these, like, movie theater shootings happening or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, this sense that I've always had. And so every time I go into a movie theater, I'm, I have a little bit of, like, this could be it. This could be the one. <laughs> Because I'm just so dead set on this being the case. So. Well, here's, Now, here's my follow-up question. Would you rather... Let's play another game. <laughs> would you rather die during a great movie mm. or during, like, the suckiest movie? Like, do you want to go out with, like, whoa, I just saw Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I moved. What a way to go. Or do you want to be like, hey, devil, take me now. Get me out of Just game get night. Get me out of game night. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Do I get murdered in the middle of the movie or at the end of the movie? I mean, that's a great question, too. Because I want to see the end of Annihilation. I don't want to get annihilated in the middle of Annihilation. Good but point. I'd be happy to be taken out 
and lose all my 50 guys in the middle of game. Night. So I guess it depends. Well, I don't think you... Did you rate this yet? No, did you? No. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit out of practice, these movie babies. I'm going to give it In Space with Zombies. Can't fully give it I Love Robots. I can't fully hate it. Cause okay. It did give me a couple of times. couple yucks. I and that's fine. These types of movies, if the premise is bullshit and the everything's bullshit, but you get some laughs out of it, that's a good... That's good, right? It looks harmless. Mm-hmm. The problem I have, every once in a while we'll get people like, oh, I like your show, but I don't like watching trailers. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I don't want to watch a comedy trailer because you know all the jokes I laughed at. Yeah. are going to be the only funny jokes in this whole movie. It's a tough needle to thread. Yeah, we've talked about this before, especially comedy trailers. They kind of need to give us some red herring jokes for the trailer that are alternate ones from for the cutting room floor or whatever, and then in the movie have like the good ones. Yes. I'm clearly going to rate this I Love Robots hate this just want it to go away it's just if it wasn't such a slap in the face of like you could really lay these movie trailers on over top of each other and be like yep there's that there's that there's that like it's all there it's all the same it's pretty sad that it's often the same actors doing these same movies god bless you Rachel McAdams but I don't think I'm gonna see your movie but I probably will but I'm not gonna like it well there's only one way to close this segment that was game night. Game over, man. Wait, wait, I have kids at home. Not with an ass like that, you don't. Oh, well, thank you. And that's the episode. Pow! Well, folks, it's been a swell time. It really has. We got to um, flex some of our movie talking chops that haven't been flexed in a little while. Mm-hmm. Looking how the ham is made. Yeah. Is that, I think that's how that phrase goes. Mm-hmm. Sean and I haven't recorded in a long bit. A little bit more spread out these episodes. Yeah, them's the breaks. But it's not like anybody's clamoring for a brand new one every week. <laughs> we put a unnecessary burden upon ourselves to think that, like, if you bring in content every week, you're going to somehow be the greatest tra- trailer review show well, of all time. I think we were just like, I was just like, I'm just going like, to swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'm hitting a home run. Mm-hmm. But also, like, my batting average is going down. <laughs> a lot of baseball references. you got to stop swinging that bat. Yeah, so then I was like, what if I just get this tee and set that up? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot easier to hit the ball when it's not moving. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's not so bad to take our time and do it for us and, you know, not be overly ambitious with the production of this, which does take a lot of time and energy and, you know, not that anybody cares to know how the ham is made, but that's, <laughs> it takes time to do a dumb thing. But in the end, you just get to, you just get to eat that delicious ham. Yeah. It's all over your face. <laughs> a lot of good episodes coming out. Oh, doubtful. We, ha- we d- <laughs> 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 yeah, we jinxed ourselves now. Mm-hmm. Gonna do a... Year in a review for us where we look at the best trailers of the year. Ah, little awards of our own demise. Yeah, so be sure to subscribe. Yeah. We have a Facebook. We got Twitters. And we have a website. www.moviebabies. <laughs> 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 I, sh- I just shut off there. <laughs> you don't you- have to say www. You don't have to do no, that? You don't have to do that anymore. Well, okay, so... 
find our website then at https moviebabies.com because Sean yes when you don't have time to watch a two minute trailer pussy is the new balls because that's the movie babies <laughs>